0: This is Tampa Bay's Tan Talk.
2: Queens, guys in blue jeans, this is it! The world of the drag racer. Fast cars and fast company. You're finished. Now we're gonna run that car, and you ain't gonna stop us. Burning out, flea- Lots more coming right at you. All right, this is it. The one you've been waiting for the Fasco Funny Car Challenge of the Champions. Let's take a look, see what we got down there now. Hey, it's gonna be a scorcher. We got the brand new Fasco Vega Funny Car, driven by one of the funny car warriors of a way back. I'm talking about Gary, the blacksmith black We've got up here right today with us now. As a matter of fact, We've even got a man here today that nobody expected, nobody expected to, see. to see. It's a, man, a man that, that everybody, everybody knows, knows, even though he's, he's one of one the of newest, newest funny car pilots on the circuit,
0: the circuit today.
2: today. A man, a man who whose entry crossed, crossed my desk, desk just, just a few hours, hours ago. ago. You know, you who, know who I'm talking, talking about. about. The lucky, the lucky man is here. is here. Lonnie Johnson will be here. He'll be driving the X fasco AA fuel funny car as an independent today for the very first time. I knew you'd like that one you want to win you can't stand still starring William Smith Claudia Jennings and John Saxon Fast Company. And now... Hey, Rocky! Watch me pull a
0: rabbit out of my hat! Again? Nothing up my sleeve! Presto! (laughs) No doubt about it. I gotta get another hat. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. Hey, this is Jack Roush, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio on Cars. Welcome, you're tuned into Nostalgic Radio in Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. Running your computers in Google, Tantalk1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studios in downtown Clearwater. Don't forget to check out our website, golfstreammotorsports.com, where you can find out all about us. And if you've missed any of our past shows, if you've missed any of our past shows, go to Nostalgic Waiting Cars com the archive page
1: good evening Bobby how are you I'm doing well well I hope they haven't missed any of our wonderful I, past I, shows yeah yeah
0: well we got some pretty exciting stuff going we're gonna do our uh, traditional music um, theme or Soon. series yeah and a coupling up so we're ramping up for that hopefully I'm, we'll have some really interesting guys coming on
1: I'm glad you like your uh, your opening song my opening song so much so you just 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 enjoying it. Didn't even want to start. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Inagada like,
0: Devita. You know, ah. we've reached out to uh, a couple of. The, I think Gary Engel is still around. He's one of the original founding members. I think he was the keyboardist, maybe even the singer for uh, for Inagada Devita. And then there's another guy that was actually out of Tampa. I can't remember Mike something or other. And I think he lives in South Florida, and we can. It's a good shot, good good chance we can get him on the show because we need to hear some, you know, some good story. But right now, what we're focused on, we're focused on uh, legendary guys in the world of motorsports and racing, and we've got some interesting guys coming up here for the rest of the month. Um, I got another designer gentleman automobile designer. Actually, he designed not only automobiles, he designed a lot of different things. We're working on getting him on the show, so that'd be interesting. Uh, there's another guy that was involved with a lot of magazines back in the day. I'm trying to get uh, him on the show. So we're going to try to keep this this uh, nostalgia thing going because we want to get these legends you know, these guys are getting older. Dave McClellan, unfortunately, just passed away here with recently, the voice of NHRA, and we had Dave on our show uh, a number of years ago. Super nice guy. I used to see him at um, CIMA all the time. He was always the MC there. So before these guys go to the r- great racetrack up in the sky, uh, I want to try to get a few more of these guys on the show. Um, I'm, I'm just still tickled that we had uh, Ed Iskandarian on. You know, I mean, he's 100 years old, and I'm going to try to get Alex Exidius on, because Alex just turned 100 years old. So um pretty cool stuff and um so uh car shows well this weekend we didn't get to go to a car show cuz we had to go to a wedding right bobby and i didn't get to go to uh,
1: but well we, we we drove a car too we the wedding,
0: we drove so. a car we <laughs> dro- we actually yeah we drove a car too you know so uh but uh this weekend past weekend was uh,
1: but Inver- uh downtown Inver- Inverness. Inverness.
0: car show and then of course the villages which we typically go to now so third a whole- friday
1: and third saturday <laughs>
0: Yeah, we
1: should just we should just call them that from now.
0: And isn't and uh, Leadfoot Cities? Their thing is coming on. Oh, uh, well, now
1: they're every uh, every Thursday and yeah, Flo- floor it Fridays as Flo- they call
0: it. Now. Yeah, so uh, we'll get somebody on from Leadfoot's and uh, have them talk a little bit about what they got going on up there because it's actually it's not too bad. It's really kind of close by here,
1: and it's free now. On Fridays and Saturdays, or Fridays and Thursdays
0: and Fridays. Thursdays and Fridays, yeah, (laughs) and so that's kind of cool. Big shout-out to our friends up at the uh, Bushnell Motorsports Park, because if you want to get into some uh, fun go-kart driving. Now, I know there's a place in St. Pete. There might even be a place in Tampa. Actually, wasn't there an indoor thing we went to in Tampa at one time?
1: Yes yeah and then we most recently well no most recently up until bushnell we did uh andretti oh yeah the andretti thing
0: and, yeah okay yeah. which was actually kind of fun because i think they had what two or three tracks up in there you could choose from three tracks yes. yeah three tracks so that was kind of cool but the bushnell thing i like it because it's outdoors for one so you get the real sensation of being in a car uh it's a technical track um, And it's got a little bridge, and a little bridge you drive over, and another one you drive under, or the same one you drive under, and it's got alligator strips. So, you know, if you want some teeth-jarring go-kart track time, definitely go visit our good friends, Brett and them, up there at the Pushnell uh, Motorsports Park. And uh, a big shout-out to our good friends over at Seafoam.
1: Oh, yes, I was just what I was thinking, is um, for anything from your in the engine in your in your interior exterior they got something for you all made in the usa and packaged in the usa as well and delivered. and deliver to your
0: doorstep if you really want it to be
1: that's true um most of the engine treatments you will find in your favorite auto parts store home improvement store big gas station stuff like that but the uh, car care products you would need to order online, and they can be shipped. Got a lot of specials going on, so check out their website, and you can get big packages of uh, many of their products delivered, and you can save a lot of money doing it that right, way.
0: Right, right, right. Well, now, there's a couple of big events coming up. The, the big one, obviously, is the Monterey Collective Car Week, uh, and that is in August. Then uh, there's a number of car show events taking place between now and then. I'm not sure, but I have a couple of projects I'm working on, so I'm not sure that I'm going to be attending a lot of those. Um, I probably will try to go to Monterey, which, you know, I always talk about Scottsdale, Amelia, Monterey, and SEMA. And uh, so uh, that should be, um, a, a, you know, people are still, the, the car industry, I, you know, I'm, I'm watching these, these values, you know, because I'm an appraiser, and uh, I'm watching the values, and I'm still staggered. Meekum I think, just had Indy, and yes, I
1: was watching it on the TV. And
0: they just uh, <laughs> again setting record after record after record, and uh, some of the pretty amazing cars out there just bring just crazy money. So the hobby is so and still. Very much alive and well. So that's a good thing. Um, Next weekend is the All Ford Show in Carlisle. So I know a bunch of guys are going up for that. If I can make it, I will go up there. I haven't been to that event. Columbus was uh, a couple months ago. I wanted to go to that. Also All Ford Show. Naturally, and our guest coming on the show tonight is an all Ford guy. So, and we had Jack Taldeck on, and Jack was an all Ford guy. So, this is an all Ford show, I think, pretty much. We keep I keep saying I'm going to do something for the Chevrolet guys. We actually did an interview one time. We actually had somebody from General Motors come on, and they talked about, I don't know, was it 2018, 2019, when they changed the Camaro a little bit? Yes. And, um, you know, but you got. To, I, I got to admit, you know, when you when you look at the cars and and anybody else has got to admit this too. When you look at the Challenger and the Mustang, are still pretty much true to form. The Camaro, they got away from it. I and mean, you look at it now, and I can't even tell what it is. And of course, the Corvette, I'm not sure what that is. I I can't tell whether it's an Acura, whether it's a, trying to be a Ford GT. Uh, they think it's a Ferrari, um, a McLaren. The only thing that Chevrolet has going for it. Period is bang for the buck. You know, um, You know the cost to acquire a Corvette, but you know, they're still bringing, that's new C8 still bringing $80, dollars 100000 You know, speaking of Corvettes, one of my favorites has always been the 63 Corvette split window and the 70, 71, 72 LT1s. Um, but they had a ZR2. Now, a ZR1, I think, is a small block, and a ZR2 is a big block, or the other way around. 454. Basically like their road, va- road race street version um, Corvette. And I think this, I think Meekam auctioned it off. And I think it was six hundred and some $1,000. That's almost as much, or in the same realm, or maybe it was more. That's the same realm as the 67 uh, uh, Corvette Coupe, uh, the last one ever built. It brought 600000 That was back in 2007, 2008. So I don't know where this market's going to go. Um, I don't know whether t- if you've got the extra change and you're antsy and you want to get something, jump in. Um, to sit around and wait, I'm not sure. I don't know how this gas is going to affect anything. You know, I mean, we're, we're, everybody's, you know, everybody. We're, there's a lot of guys just sitting on the sidelines. They're just going to, we're all scratching our heads trying to figure it out. But you know what? Nonetheless, it's not deterring the hobby. So that's the most important thing. The hobby is alive and well. So it doesn't matter whether you're selling junk cars, project cars, everything is kind of you know moving right now so that's kind of a good thing I mean really it's you know people are getting into the hobby so cars are cool and there's a lot of people into it and um, you know
1: on the note of the internal combustion engine we'll thank our buddy Bill just before us for our good nice little shout out oh yes Yes. absolutely only in America show only in America
0: show and Bill likes cars too yep he's and, um, right there so, with us. in fact, uh, what's the show that's on right now above me here? That's Dave Kendig's yeah, show. Yeah, it's Dave Kendig. Yeah, and right. they're playing with a Mustang while we're talking about it, since we're all hey, it's all about Fords.
1: When we're listening to the radio, we're hearing our guests, and so we watch the turn on the TV, TV. there's our guests. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. So, you know, Ford rules. What can I say? But anyway, no, I, I, you know, they're all cool. You know, whatever floats your boat. You know, I met a guy yesterday that had, uh, a '67 Barracuda, and he had a '73 Duster, I think he had, or something like that. So you know, and he's enthralled with his hobby. Everybody's enthralled with their hobby. So you know, cars are cool. So as long as we can keep them on the roads, we're in good shape. I think everybody'd be happy. So on that note, Bobby, going to go ahead and fire up the stereo. Now, the song that we're going to play is not jazz. It's not rock and roll, rock, you know, like we typically play. It's more or less falls the category of bubblegum music. And why are we playing this? Because today is the anniversary of. Sugar, sugar, and uh, it was a made-for-TV cartoon, cartoon TV show, the Archies back in the day, and it was actually co-written by Jeff Barry and Andy Kim, and who's Canadian, and uh, and Jeff is American. But anyway, so we're going to play Sugar, sugar, and this is the 53rd anniversary on this day. May 24th, 1969, that they released this song. So you tune into Nostalgic Radio and Cars, Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and here's some music for you. Don't just that, we'll be right back with our special guest for the evening.
1: Boy, your sweetness over me Boy, your sweetness over me
0: you will hear. tune into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Now that was just our little special there for uh, uh, to commemorate the 53rd anniversary of Sugar Sugar. You know, it's interesting because back when we were kids and I remember growing up in uh, Northern Cal, that was something we, we, you know, all the kids look forward to on Saturdays, cartoons. So, you know, I mean, shows like Johnny Quest, which we used to... Well, actually, Johnny Quest, I don't even know if Johnny Quest was on Saturday. I think it was on a Thursday night. Kind of like the Flintstones. The Flintstones is another one. It was kind of not Risley intended, I think, for kids. It was kind of more along the lines of adult hu- humor, but it was a cartoon. So, you know, kids got into it. Now, Johnny Quest, I think, pretty much was for kids. And I think it was on 7 o'clock on a Thursday or a Friday, but it moved around a little bit. And... Um, but that was a good show. But like on 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 Saturday mornings, I mean, there were shows like Batman, obviously Superman, and then they had the Superman Aquaman Hour of Adventure. Oh yes, we live forward to that. And uh, and then of course the Archies, and then uh, but they, I think they came around sixty nine seventy. When they're set in the early sixties, it was a little bit there. Obviously, it was Bugs Bunny, and there was all the Warner Brothers um, programs. So. You know, that was kind of, you know, and then, of course, there were shows, Then that was, like, between, like, 9 o'clock till about uh, 11, 11, 30, 12, and then shows like Sky King came on, and uh, Fury, and Flicka, and Lassie, even, and, uh, of course, Lassie, I think, was a, could have been a Sunday night show, I'm not sure. Of course, Sunday night also was, you know, we sat around the TV and watched Walt Disney, you know, and uh, so... I mean, really nice, wholesome, operative word there, wholesome, you know, family shows and cartoons, you know. And the thing about those shows back in the day, you know, there was, they were always, um, uh, there was a message, you know. And it was always kind of like, you know, be kind, be nice, um, you know, treat people the way you want them to treat you, you know, that type of thing. You know, which, unfortunately, you know, that lacks today. You know, we just have a really, really... Uh, strange society with a strange sense of humor, and um, so. But I would give anything to uh, have a time machine and go back in time. And my speaking of time here, my little machine is not working right. It's do 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 do, do. Well, modern technology sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. So my mouse is not working. At any rate, uh, while Bobby's trying to uh, get our guests on the show here, I will just try to uh, come up with some stories. You know, it's funny because usually I'm not short short on words. I'm always pretty – I can be. I can be. I have been known to be kind of chatty. But at any rate. Um, but everything nostalgia. It's nostalgic radio and cars. I mean, we're all about nostalgia, you know. I, mean, I think back of – in the seventies, when I used to go to the the races, we used to actually go over here to Lakeland International Raceway. We'd go to Bradenton once in a blue moon. I would make it up to uh, to Gainesville, but uh, um, we're going to go ahead and get our guests on here in a minute. Bobby just gave me the cue, so we're going to play a little clip, and then we're going to have our guest on because we're going to do part two with uh, Al Joniak. Hey, you touched tuned in to nostalgic getting cars. Don't touch a
2: dollar We'll be right back going to have a look at the Pro Stockers. Now, visually, these may look very much like the R but they are quite different. For one thing, the Pro Stocker is required to keep the steel shell that team with the car rolled out of the factory. It must not be changed. The steel shell must remain and there is a minimum weight of 2,700 pounds. They are allowed to make certain lightweight modifications, but they must stay above that weight minimum. They are hot, but not as hot as the funny car. Start our coverage with the Pro Stock semifinals. Michigan's Dave Cantor's in a Hornet, Indiana's Bob Flint in a Mustang. Remember now, the man that gets to the far end of this strip first makes it to the finals where the big money is. The staging lights show the cars are both in position... Down the strip they go, this 1,320 foot quarter mile strip, gliding their eyes first in less than nine seconds at 153.84 miles an hour, that from a standing start.
0: Hi, this is Dave McClellan, the voice of NHRA. You're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Hey, we're tuning into Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and we're back with part two with legendary drag racer Al Joniak. Al, how are you doing this evening?
2: Hi, Robert. Nice being here
0: again. Um, I played the 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 um, intro there, the promo for uh, Dave McClellan. Unfortunately, he just passed away a couple of days ago. Did you know Dave back in the day? Because he'd been around. He he had been the voice of NHRA, God, since the early '60s. Oh Oh, yeah,
2: sure. He's definitely a legend and. a, um, a a real icon he basically did uh, so many great things in, in the past and he had that great voice uh, besides everything else he had that announcer's voice so i, I thought he was always uh, knowledgeable about cars always mingled with the people and uh and the racers and uh, make make makes uh, the whole thing interesting when he when he used to uh, do them kind of shows
0: when you uh First got into drag racing. Well, let's go back to the story about the 58 Ford, because that's what kind of really got you in the Fords, wasn't it? That 352 FE-style motor. So tell us how that story kind of evolved a little bit.
2: Well, okay, I'd I'd also like to talk about, before we start, because last time we cut it short, is this, uh, I'm going to be down in that neck of woods that the, uh, the Nature Coast uh, Mustang Car Club.
0: Yeah, the Nick Nicholas Ford Dealership, and there's a special Ford show there, right in October.
2: Right that. yeah, and it's October first, and uh, uh, it's a uh, it's a great sh- one of the reasons why I want because all the proceeds go to charity. This guy does a wonderful thing; he takes, he gets over thirty five thousand dollars and gives it to charity, the needy, the people who really don't have a, a, a meal. You know, what I mean, this guy they're doing a great thing. And so uh, I thought uh, it's it's warranted that we should uh, push that a little bit more because uh, uh, it, it, it's more than just cars. It's cars as the tool, but the but the, the charity thing is, is is a wonderful thing uh, as a result of it.
0: Okay, and this is the the gentleman that's doing this. His name is uh, Charlie Morris, right?
2: But Charlie Morris is helping it together. Yeah. Okay. By the way. Uh, speaking of nostalgia, the back car is a, is a car that's going to be there in a model. I mean, it's going to be a, a, 1, a 118 model uh, first introduction first introduced in uh, I think September we're going to have it. but I'm going to bring it there and uh, we're going to try to uh, promote that because that car was my favorite car is the most exciting car uh, I ever had ask me a couple of questions about how exciting it is.
0: All right. Hey, Al, tell us how exciting your Mustang bat car was and how the whole paint scheme came to fruition. Cause there's a connection there with, with another popular TV show oh. out of the sixties. Oh yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, it, the, here's the, here's the real story. I, here I am at the big factory r- racer. Now I finally got the, 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 the big deal uh, with Ford in 65. I got it. <clears throat> and, um, I didn't know what to. Everybody, you know, um, should we say, named their cars, and I, I named it Pegasus. I thought it was uh, kind of cool—a flying uh, horse, meaning a, a French, a, a, a Greek flying horse—and uh, I was uh, thought that was kind of cool. Well, the bottom line is, there's about a hundred Pegasus out there, and, I, and I, I, felt, I, felt like, I felt like an ass because everybody had had one, and so I was really, uh, shall we say? Uh, not happy about me ma- ma- naming that and I was in the bar and here comes the brand new uh on TV the brand new Batman uh, show and uh here comes this incredible paint job that Barris did on the on the Ford uh, experimental car that they had and turned it into the Batcar uh with black with the black with the uh, orange uh, with the orange red kind of uh, scallops on it and I just fell in love with it, so I said, "That's it. I'm going with that." I was going with that car, not that mobile, because I didn't want to get sued or anything like that. So I changed it, and then it kept me out of trouble. <clears throat> so uh, uh, we, after I, I got it, I mean, it was just, catched on by everybody. Everybody loved it. I loved it. Everybody, every time we went anywhere, we were definitely uh, uh, got a lot of walkers at it. So. I think it was somewhere around July, August, I went and won the uh, Bristol NHRA Summer Nationals in AFX because it's an AFX car. And so I was, that was a, a big deal because I wanted quickly to change it to a, a funny car. I wanted to put injectors on. I wanted to lighten it up because everybody's going crazy with the match race stuff. And so I basically uh, did the same after I won that big event at at the uh, at the uh, Bristol, I brought it home and, and lightened it up, took uh, took all, all the glass out, put uh, uh you know uh flexiglass uh, in. Uh, people don't even realize, but at AFX, you, you ha- used to have to have a muffler and a tailpipe on just because it's basically it's supposed to be a regular car. <laughs> and it was it it was a, it was a pathetic, but then basically it, it definitely had a muffler and a tailpipe for NHRA. <clears throat> so, uh, I took, uh, put the injectors on. I got the big match race with, um, uh, uh, Bob Harp, who is was uh, a big Chrysler guy, uh, he was a uh, running nitro, nitromethane, and so I wound up putting nitromethane only about ten percent in because I, I really didn't understand it yet. But, but um, here I am; I got the car light up. I put uh, the uh, all the stuff on, ready to go. On on uh, on, uh, uh, rosin. We got rosin. We got rosin. The whole thing. Getting all ready up, I got the fire suit on. I got the, and I was just sitting in there, just loving life. And we're, the, the lights come down, I'm revving it up, and boom! I let the clutch out, and the the car stood still, and the earth rotated. Huh. The whole car went straight up, straight up on a bumper. Okay, I'm saying ah! I almost crap my pants. I could not believe it. i was like an elevator. <laughs> I, I come back down. And uh, beat the. I had an experimental pan on it, a fiberglass pan, and all the little marbles. of The, the car bottomed out, went all the way down, hit the hit the pan on the ground, and all all the little things, uh, little dust, like pieces of pebbles, going through the pan, and and everything was just uh, a mess. So we went back. I put some screws in the pan with some rubber washers on it to stop the oil leak. Put some two hundred mile an hour tape on it. Got it all ready to go again for the next round, but this time I'm ready. Mm-hmm. So I'm ready for the for the for the, the same thing. We line up, go over the roster back and forth. Boom, I go up again, straight up in the air again, but this time I'm throttling. it. I got problems. I go through first gear. Second gear, I'm up in the air. And he's going he's out about two car lengths on me. It finally comes back down in third gear. I put him forth and I marched right past him, and the people in the crowd just jumped out of the chair, out of the stands, because I beat him. So, so it was one of the best, most, uh, uh, most memorable race I ever had in my life. The next round we came back, uh, we did it again, but I broke my rear, and I actually lost the race. But I won morally because I, I beat him the one time when it was all together. So that was just an exciting, never forget uh, experience in my life. After that, I always put wheelie wheelie bars on. Never, never happened again.
0: (laughs) So now tell us now what what motor were you running? Were you running a camera when you were running this?
2: Yeah, 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 sure, yeah, camera. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, now this car was what a '65, '66 Mustang.
2: Yeah, 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 65, actually 66 at this time, though. It's 66 now, it's a year old,
0: yeah. Okay, so now, tell us about how the AFX class came to fruition, because it started, what, around sixty-four, sixty-five, And basically, AFX stands for, it's A class, but FX is ex- is basically the experimental, right? A, F- factory experimental,
2: yeah, factory experimental. Okay. Yeah, factory experimental. I actually started, I think, in... Um, Maybe sixty four, right? But for sure, for sixty five, okay. Uh, and that's basically what we had. My my car was a factory experimental Ford uh, car, and uh, we, we, you know, the, the camera Ford Mustangs dominated that particular class. The only way that the Mustang, I mean, the Chrysler cars or Chevys or anything like that, they had to have a funny car and or a fuel, they had to put fuel in the, to, you know, then they start to make them a lot more power and can, can keep up with it. But uh, the truth of the matter is with gas, it was definitely dominated. it was dominated everybody.
0: So what, what set the Ford apart? Why was the Ford just so much better? Is it because of the Mustang? Was it, I mean, uh, does it, did the AFX cars all have, let's say like a little altered wheelbase? Did the motor sit back? I mean, how were they basically, give us kind of like a breakdown of how the car was.
2: No, it had to be a it had to be a stock wheel based car. had it had, to, it had to have the engine uh, in, a, in a position that would be normal. In other words, it wasn't supposed to be set back. You can't go past the firewall, so you had to push against the firewall, but no more than that. And so the uh, uh, the car was uh, Hallman and Moody actually uh, prepared the cars for us. They had a special front end suspension with a with actually a flat spring. Like a rear spring that was tor- to turned into a torsion bar that made the, make, make the, uh, done uh, away with the spring as we know it. And it was very clever, very clever how they did that. And, uh, I always thought that it was the nice, nicest thing that I ever saw, is how they, how they made that work. Because it lightened up all the stuff. It has a, like a small upper control arm, but the, but the regular control arm where the uh, spring was clamped to. Was just twerk torqu- It was torqueing by taking a flat spring and you know twisting it. That was that was the torsion bar. It was a flat spring being twisted. It was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It worked perfectly too. I, I, I got to say the Helmut Moody guys were clever. clever. Yeah.
0: Now, who built the After motor? That,
2: did uh, did
0: did you always uh, build your engines?
2: Yeah, oh, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, I, I'm an, I'm a really an engine guy. Yeah, that's my that's what I do. I'm an engine guy.
0: So the, how many years did you campaign the, uh, the bat car?
2: Well, that, well, the, that's good. You should say that. Now here, now here's another exciting one. <clears throat> it was at the, um, Senator Moore, which is, which is the Long Island, uh, super nationals, I mean, the super stock magazine nationals, they're the biggest, biggest race for our, that kind of cars. And, um, we're up there and I'm down to the last four cars. I'm almost, I'm going to win this thing uh, because we're playing. We're, 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 I won the class and, and we're, we're all the class winners and the runner up comes back to run the eliminator. And so basically we're down to the last four Sharpman, I think, and, uh, and uh, I, I can't remember the guy's name that won it. He, he, he was an odd guy. Having, having, uh, having said that, I'm going to tell you about my run. So I go down there. I go, and I notice some, what, what I'm riding down the track. I'm going down the track. My clutch pedal is going to the left. As I let the clutch out, the clutch is going left. It's going, Every time I shift the gear, every first, second, the clutch is completely over to the left. And at the left, the clutch pin is the pin that holds the brake pedal on as well.
1: Oh,
2: and okay, so right, th- this thing is coming is coming out. And, and the clip fell off, and so it's coming out. Never did this ever. I had it for two years. Never did this. <clears throat> and uh, I, I, I get. I put it into fourth gear, and I basically, I, I said, "Oh my god." I, I I got no because I I, I got no brakes because my brake my brake puddle fell to the ground. Uh oh. I'm going about a hundred. I'm going about 140 mile an hour. I pull the choke uh, shoot out, and the chute just sits out there. And I'm looking out the back, and it's just laying on the ground. It's not blossoming. It's just like a, a candle. It was a what we call a Roman candle. So it's just sitting there. <clears throat> So here I am, I'm saying, oh, my God. Jack Crispin just crashed his funny car at the back as well. And it's sitting there, the smoldering, all the magnesium, the car was mostly magnesium, it was just smoldering on fire uh, laying there. And I'm watching it as I'm going down there. I'm saying, holy, I'm going to get hurt. I'm saying, I can't believe I'm going to get hurt. I can't stop. I got no way to stop in this car. I got no uh, nothing because I put it in my, in my infinite wisdom. I stuck it into neutral, trying to put it into third, and I can never get it in the other gear because I got no clutch. So, uh, so the whole thing was just a disaster. Here comes the, 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 uh, uh, the, the fence, the, 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 the anchor fence, the chain link anchor fence. I hit the chain link anchor fence. Boom. I went up like a ramp. It just laid over, and it just put me in the air, and I must have been flying about 60, 80 feet up in the air. Oh, no. And I come down, and I come down in the front frame horn. Boom! I hit that, and it cobalted me, up and I blew up 60 feet up in the air over these giant trees, flipping upside down backwards, wrapping the parachute around the car as I'm going around. Okay. It was unbelievable! Butt the back. I'm going woo, woo woo woo. I come down over the side of the, of, the, of the giant trees. And the reason why I know that is because they had to cut the trees down to get the cart out.
0: <laughs> oh man! Uh,
2: it, it, it lay down on the all four. It came all four on the ground. Boom! Jumped up at about ten feet in the air where he landed. Luckily, if I landed on the back or the side or anything, I'd be dead. It just landed on all four wheels. It was like a, it was like an explosion. Boom! It just went up in the air and then it kept going. And I I kept going about another 100 feet and and I leaned up against about a 10-foot piece of uh, uh, a tree and it stopped me finally. I, I got out of there so fast I couldn't believe because I was scared about fire. And so I, 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 not, I didn't light on fire, but the car was like literally a total wreck. <clears throat> so... Uh, I had a lot of exciting rides in my back car. <laughs> that was unbelievable.
0: That one. Well, now, what year was this?
2: Sixty-six. Sixty-six. And then sixty-six. So I when I took it back, I took it back and I switched it into a, a, a stretched funny car, like uh, the the other Mustangs. I got the front, got the front end uh, from Hammond uh, Moody. <clears throat> made a new frame for it. Put a um, I, I made the front probably twelve, uh, 12 twenty four inches longer, and then pull the rear up about eighteen inches. <clears throat> and this basically became an ultra real based funny car after that.
0: And then, so how long did you campaign that car?
2: I can't. I can't pay that car. All sections. up to uh, sixty, almost sixty-eight. Yeah, I mean 68 and a half almost. Yeah, yeah. I, I uh, another year of that, and I'd I had a wonderful time. Uh, I, I used to race the uh, NASCAR circuit. I don't know if you know that, but NASCAR tried to get into drag racing.
0: Like, Did they really? You
2: know, Ford signed Yeah, yeah. Ford me as the NASCAR support car from Ford. And so basically, that's what I was. So I'd go here, and in uh, 66 it was, in 67, uh, it was the two big years for NASCAR. <clears throat> they had a, a NASCAR circuit, what they call ultra-stock and super-stock, rather, you know, and, and so forth. They had a, uh, a, a lot of categories for that type of car. But uh, more importantly, it was a, a fun circuit and, uh, and paid well. And I, I had a lot of fun on it. I got to say, but it didn't get any press. So for two years, I was nobody knew about what I was doing. But <clears throat> yeah. that's, that's, that's that's
0: okay. It worked out fine. Can you? Are you at liberty to kind of tell us? So back in the day, you know, because I mean, today, what 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 racing? You know, with corporate sponsorship and the big money that, that's involved. Back in those days, yeah. What type of money did you kind of? I mean, yeah. Even for match races, I think it was only what maybe a few thousand bucks or something like that you got for a race. Uh,
2: no, no, no. You, you, you get you get uh, five hundred bucks. You're doing good. Yeah. yeah. That that's it. You know, things were really things were really cheap back then. You understand that? Yeah. Was, uh, uh, a couple hundred bucks was not it was not that bad. It was it was. Uh, you could stay in a room in a motel for fifty bucks, forty fifty bucks. You know what I'm saying? You can get a meal for fifteen bucks. You know, gas was a dollar something. You know it was a lot cheaper, a lot, a lot cheaper, the standard of living was a lot cheaper, 500 bucks was a lot of money, it really was.
0: Well, now, how about contingency money, did you get any contingency money, I mean, from some of your sponsors, you know, whether it was Holly, yeah. Edelbrock, or whoever?
2: Oh, sure, 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 yeah, I, I, I was a Holly, uh, I was a Holly, uh, member, uh, a team member, I was, uh, uh, I, I won, I think, uh, Around three thousand dollars worth of contingency money, and uh, when I won the Internationals, you know, in '68, so it was, a, it was a, a, a lot of cumulative stuff, though. You know, it was like three hundred bucks, four hundred bucks here, two hundred bucks there. You, know, you didn't get a, a whole lot of money if, was all a, if you had a big. Big event. There's a lot of a lot lot of contingency boards, and you have to have a a, a, a decal on to get them. If you don't have a decal, you don't
0: get it. So, could you actually as as a race car driver with a race car, could you actually make it a living, or did you have to have a second job? I mean, you know, a lot of people. Some people say most everybody had a second job, a business, or whatever. But you know, if you were on the circuit there, I mean, could you survive like that?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, in 67, it was my best year. I, I think I made around almost40,000 dollars. around 38 and some change. And uh, that was a lot of money back then but Oh yeah, most people would make10,000 dollars a week you know, a year.
0: <laughs> so if when it gets you, so you, you raised Superstock, and then you raised, uh, uh let's just say AFX and, and, and kind of the, the beginnings of, of funny car, did you ever get into pro stock?
2: Oh yeah, I started. We started. Well, I, I, I used to race Bill Jenkins all the time uh, with, uh, and we lobbied or he lobbied because he had the uh, the crowd, um, uh, and we always become we were kind of friends. I don't know if you noticed, but if he when he was racing the Dodge boys with James Strickler because the Chevy thing was, thing was over, um, they broke up at the end of '64. So he, got a, he had a Plymouth deal. He called me up and asked me to drive his car. He, he, he obviously, him and Strickler broke up uh, personally as well. Okay, so, uh, I was going to drive it. So cause Ford never came up with a deal for me. I was really mad. I had the fastest car in 63, 64, and 65 uh, at, at the Nationals. Where the one race where everybody's there at one place in time. I had the fastest car matter is that um uh at the end of 64 his car comes in uh, excuse me uh, uh, before 65 i'm talking about this is now before 64 i'm sorry let me go back 64 is what we're talking about here and so here he is he gets to gets to plymouth which comes in around september something like that the 65 car for his for his new new deal and uh it came as an automatic he says hey I think I could drive this. I don't think I need you. So, <laughs> I helped. I thought, oh, God. Oh, so I was all excited. I was going to get a factory deal with uh, J- Jenkins. Everything's going to be because I'm so, so um, uh, uh, anxious to get one, and I wanted to go to California real bad. And, and, and he was going to Winter Nationals, and I wanted to go. And he says, not only that, he didn't. He says, I don't have enough room to take you. He says, you, he, I'm, not, I'm not going to take you to the Winter Nationals as well. So I was double bummed. I was bummed real bad. So uh, as soon as he when that was over, Ford calls me up and says, hey, pick up your you – go down to the Alman Moody pick up your new ride. So I was in now. And, and so I had this high and low. You know, I, I, I was so low I didn't get no vacuum deal. I finally got something like uh, from Jenkins. I said, "Oh yeah, finally, finally, something happened." Boom! I go down again. When he says, "I don't want you no more, I don't need you no more," and then Ford calls me back, and I really got excited because I got my own deal. So I was, uh, I was a big yo-yo emotionally.
0: So how many times did you race uh, Grumpy, and how many times did you spank Grumpy?
2: I never remember losing though. <laughs>
0: that's a that's good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah. All right, uh, like, uh, like my 68 car is the super super jet uh, the, the, the Cobra Jet, the, uh, uh, Cobra Jet, the Cobra Jet. Uh, I only raced it at the Winter Nationals that one time, and then I came back and I put a balls out uh, uh, port in it and raced him, been, it? So we were racing him. He had a uh, four twenty seven aluminum block, you know, lightweight Camaro. Uh, Camaro. And I had a regular uh, Mustang with, with a hot, hot engine at this point. so we were kind of matched even, evenly. But I always
0: beat him. Yeah, beat them. all right. We got about five minutes left. Let's talk about the story about the '58 Ford convertible because that's a good story. How you wound up tweaking that car for that kid and then taking it to Florida. So tell us that. We got about five minutes left.
2: Well. It, it, it... Again, it was back where, uh, where all everybody rides, uh, went into the big boys driving the restaurant uh, on a, on Boulevard in Philadelphia. And we were all gathered there, all the racers, guys used to do the street racers. And uh, here comes this kid uh, with uh, five people in this brand new Ford with a um, uh, brand new FE, 300 horsepower FE in it, that nobody knew nothing about. Uh, and he's looking for a race. Well... His car didn't run very well, and he, he didn't. And, and he didn't win anything because the kids that got the car put a an Isky cam in it, and they never changed the uh, lifters when they did it. And they rolled that this wrote this ruined the cam right away by by not changing the lifters with the cam. And they wound up uh, taking a lobe <clears> off. <throat> so, and my young, I was only probably 19 years old. I don't know why, but I I heard it in the exhaust pipe, and then I said, uh, I know what that is, and it's basically. Um, it's not not a not a rumble from a cam. It's it's a rumble because he's got got a bad shoulder. <laughs> so uh, when I when I uh, uh, the, the, the old man says, I'm going to offer 100 bucks to anybody that can go win my son a ter- trophy because these guys already the guys tried to win the trophy. They lost. They they, they obviously lost credibility because they, they not only didn't lose it, they went slower. And so they, so I, they, he just said that. I said, hey, let me. I'll take a shot at that. So when I, I took, took uh, the car and I took the cam out of it and I showed it to him. The, the, the father says, you're my man. He says, um, you got carte blanche. You do whatever you got to do. And the reason for this is, I need to tell you that, is that Louis Tomaselli, the guy who owns it, he was born with rheumatic fever. The father knows he was has short life, and therefore he wanted to shower him with as much gifts as he can. And he died when he was twenty one years old. Oh, sad. So, so that was the reason why he got the brand new car and all that stuff. And so, uh, I didn't understand none of that till later. <laughs> but uh, I feel bad about you know making fun of him because I didn't understand that. However, however, after that, we got the car, we got the car, we beat, We spanked everybody. Uh, it was also interesting that the first 20,000, yeah, I think 20,000 FEs were built with solid lifters and the rest of them were hydraulics. So when I went to get the cam for the, the replace the, the cam that they messed up, he, the, the parts guy told me that. I said, you mean... It, it, the, 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 I, I can get solid lifters without, you know, without no hydraulics. Yeah. I said, give it a solid, man. So I got the rocker arms, push rods. I got carb blanche from the old oh, man. So I can get everything. So I got the whole thing, put that in. The car flew. We, I put a, put a, a 411 rear in it. And it just beat the hell out of all the, the, the Chevy's and Chryslers, all the wedges, all the, all the, uh, uh, 396 ninety six and so forth, and we just had a wonderful time. Well, at the end of the year, there's a big race in at the at the, It was like a round track. A half, it was a, it was a round track. Actually, with a straight, you run on a straight, and and we w- were at this race. And if you win the race, you go to they send you to, Florida, at the Winter Nationals down in in, in um, uh, Daytona Beach area, and so I said Man, that would be wonderful. I can't believe it. So we're on our way to win it. I mean, I'm down to the last car. We're going to win the race. And unbeknownst to me was a guy with a a roaster, an old roaster, that overheated on the track, and it was in the middle of the winter, and it was really, really cold out because we're now at, at nighttime. And it and the and it got um, uh, icy as a result of the water being on the track. And I got in. I didn't know there was water there. I didn't know anything other than I got up there. I let the clutch out. The car went sideways. I, I straightened it out, and I almost beat the guy. Even after I did all of that, I didn't know who won at the end. That's how close it was at the end. And uh, we lost. So the guy. So the old man says, "You're going to Florida. Don't worry about it. I'm going to send you down there. We're going to go." So uh, we. Uh, uh, so I was excited. We were down as a result of not being able to think that we're not going to go, and the old man fixed that. So we're going to, I've got a three, uh, 291 rear. Of course, i would to have to go down all the way down to Florida, 411 would be stupid. So I put that rear in it, and we drove down to uh, Florida at Daytona uh with no 95 there's no 95 so it's it's, too, it's not even 95 is finished it, it it's just ending this going into philadelphia i think it was it and so we we're going down i think 301 or something like that i can't remember the road and every these little towns everywhere we go And we were racing kids what's that 20 races on the way down to the all these little towns every time you go down to the town there's like a bunch of guys there what a race you! And so we beat the hell out of everybody. It was unbelievable. Have more fun going down to the race than anything. Uh, once we got to the big race, um, we, uh, we went up at this dirty airport, which was basically a, a um, uh, Spruce Creek, which was nothing but an Army Air Force emergency landing. Uh, uh, and that track it was just what I thought it was, an emergency landing strip. And so these guys somehow got the lease of the car of the of the thing. Put two put two um, uh, giant spotlights down the track to be the light. That was the whole light for the whole thing. There was no light anywhere else but these two giant spotlights behind behind the starting line, and it was shining way down. And it was great. It's light up the whole place. Except that you're blind on the way back on the return road. You can't see where you're going because you like looking at these terrible things on the way back. <laughs> they. Uh, The thing had no traction, dirt, ugly uh, mosquitoes, it was just a terrible, zero traction. So I put the 410 in it, realizing, thinking there was good traction, but there was no traction. I was actually going slower with the 410, took the 410 out, put the 291 back in, uh, and now I got control of the throttle and I could just flip out of the, of, the first gear. And I got this huge, long gear. I go sixty in first and ninety in second. It was unbelievable, and I just killed them. There was not even a contest. It was <laughs> just, just like taking, taking babies for you know
0: candy from a baby
2: from a like baby. Oh, it was unbelievable! Unbelievable! What a great time that was. Yeah. So I, I, I have the newspaper clip today. I use that as the my only authentic thing that says. I drew first blood with an FB Ford Me, I got it proof here. I went straight. <laughs> and it was
0: great. It was a lot, of, a lot of fun. Al, we're up against fun. the clock. I want to thank you for hanging out. We will definitely promote you being at Nick Lixley's Ford in uh, October. I look forward to seeing you there. I'll drag one of my Fords out. And uh, thank you again for coming on the show, hanging out with us here, telling us some great stories. And uh, I want to thank my special guest, Al Joniak, legendary drag racer for Ford back in the day, and also one of the rare Cobra Jet owners. Al, you take care, all right, buddy? Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Hey everybody! I want to again thank everybody for uh, tuning into Nostalgic Radio Cars. Don't forget to check us out here every Tuesday between seven and eight PM on the Tam Talk Radio Network for the most legendary and fascinating names in motorsports and music. We got a great show for you next week. We got some great shows coming up, some great guests coming up. So be sure to tune in, tell your friends, and don't forget to visit our website, GolfStreetMotorsports.com. You can find out some of our some of our stuff we post on our Facebook page, right? Our social media stuff and uh, some of the schedules, some of the the events that we'll be attending. And get out, drive your car, and I hope to see you guys at uh, some of the car shows. In the meantime, everybody stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family.